World of Warcraft community is the best community ever. It is so good. Around how much it's helped solidify friendships, you know, like... The third faction is the important, is truly the most important, because we all have a say in it. Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of The Third Faction. I'm your host, Meetanoth, but you can call me Demi, and I am joined not just by Bricko, but also by our guest from the last show, Dracoris. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Howdy. And we are going to do a bit of speculation because Dracoris and I have been chatting backwards and forwards on Twitter. And we've been talking about quite a few bits and pieces um, around a certain dark lady. And just while we have been uh, chatting in pre-show, we've also done a bit of chatting about Lich Kings and Helms of Domination. And Bricko, bless him, has only just watched the Anduin Chains of Domination cinematic. So before Dracoris and I start speculating on Lord Bricko, what do you think of the cinematic? What the hell? Seriously. Luther. His scar hurt when Andu-Arthas uh, walked by him. So Andu-Arthas, is that a thing? Or is that what we're going to start calling him? Or what in the fuck is going on? And then... Turns all black and he's got the sword and he just kills. And it, I don't know what to do. And I get it at the end, it kind of made clear he was being used, blah, blah, blah. I really, really dislike Sylvanas even more now than I used to. Is that I don't know what to think. I'm still, don't know that it is. I have serious, serious, um, whatever that word is called for Sylvanas. uh, Loathing, tiredness, contempt, hatred, loathing, tiredness. I just despise. Fatigued. She went from like my favorite non-ally, you know, favorite non-alliance, to hated and tired of, and just sick of, in like two expansions. So, uh, okay, I still have to decompress and run. This shit's all running through my head. It's that's fine. I think this uh, show now I can learn stuff from you guys. This, I think. this show will be. I don't think you're not going to learn anything today. It's all just going to be pure speculation. Uh, yeah, I, I said in the I said in the previous show, all we're going to do is make it more confusing. I think, yeah. but it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's just going to be more confusing. Uh, so I'm guys, here for it. I got beer. You've got beer. It's fine. I have water. It's uh, so we record. I'm going to put the date in here. It's Monday, the twenty second of February. It's coming up for ten p.m. in the UK. So we're we're doing this quite late because we're just trying to we're just trying to cram in the content right now because there's so much of it. So Dracoris is pouring himself a beer. Uh, I've got a cup of water because I don't do booze, so the gentlemen are making up for the booze. Um, but we are going to be talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are going to be talking about 9.1 with a bit of a bent towards Sylvanas because that's what Dracoris and I have been chatting about over on Twitter. Um, and yes, maybe we should give Bricko a bit of good news and let him know that the Archon is indeed still alive. So she didn't die. Okay. Yeah. So. Because I yeah. am a bastion pally, so. Yeah, and actually, I think that's quite. Me too, Bricker. Me too. Yeah, I think that's quite an interesting. I'd have point. been there to punch him. <laughs> Got to play more. Got to play question. Shadowlands more. I'd have that's been there to see. Question. Her. Yeah, where are we? 
Because Kyle's yeah, soulbind. Yeah. Why aren't we there? Why aren't you guys there protecting them? Who knows? But I also think it's an interesting point about... Oh, classic. <laughs> the fact that she's lost her <laughs> emblem, or her key, if you like, but she's still alive. So to me, that kind of felt like the dragon aspects giving up their power again. But they're still around. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And I hadn't thought of that angle at all, but yeah, it makes sense. It'd be interesting to see how much of an Archon the Archon really is without whatever's been taken yeah. from her. Yeah. And you... So take us back to your tweet that sparked off this whole... Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this whole speculation um, between you and me. Okay. So basically, I woke up on the morning of the 21st, because I've got the tweet in front of me now. Yeah. Like, was that really? Was it really it was only yes, yesterday? Yeah, only yesterday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yesterday morning I woke up and my Twitter timeline was full of people who are worried, I think, for the most part. And a lot of them are saying, we don't want a Sylvanas redemption. And I I'm kind of, I agree with that, but I was baffled because I don't think there's going to be a Sylvanas redemption. Or not in any like classical sense. Um and so I, I tweeted and I said, if you're worried by Sylvanas Redemption, and then I, I, I attached a picture, which was a screenshot of the Ilganoth Whispers, that says, five keys to open our way, five torches to light our path. At the hour of her third death, she will usher in our coming. Right? And I said, five keys. One from the Archon. And we know that. That's, that's a fact. The blade in Maldraxxus constantly referred to as a key something from Revendreth uh, maybe already acquired from Denathrius probably one held by the Winter Queen and then whatever the Jailer is looking for in Corthia that's your five keys three deaths has to be Sylvanas in my opinion I then followed up with a subtweet and said Blizzard have said that the raid fight with Sylvanas will be a fateful one that will change the face of the Shadowlands. She's dying. Something big's happening, and I'll bet all the enchanted Nightborn coins in my possession, which is a lot. <laughs> and that's because I've just been doing the Suramar quest. <laughs> I love that tweet. That was awesome. And I disagreed with you. <laughs> you did, and, and perhaps still do. Well, you see, I... And you're still friends? What? On the internet? Oh my god, yeah. We disagreed with each other on the internet and we're still <laughs> friends. How on earth can that possibly happen? I don't know. It's just craziness. Um, but essentially, I like I don't think that those five keys in the Ilganoth Whispers relate to the, the same keys that you think they relate to. Um, because, well, there's several, there's a couple of things. Uh, one is, if there was a key, if the Archon's key's in her chest, right, so he has to physically kill her to take it out, unless the others have stored them somewhere else, I would put money on him already having the Maldraxxus one, because the Rune Carver is the Primus. It's, it's not been confirmed, Possibly, but that... I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I, 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 there are reasons why people do disagree. Yes. And I understand them. Yeah, because there's there something to do with one of them the having three models. fingers yeah. and one of them having four that, fingers. Well. But that could just be stylistic. Yeah. I mean, look at the statue of Khadgar. It looks fuck all like Khadgar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the statues, all the statues in the, uh, the 
walkway of heroes or whatever is in Stormwind. They don't look anything yeah. like their characters. Well, anyway. and, I mean, look, look in the real world. Look at these fucking ridiculous portraits that Trump's <laughs> followers have painted of him. Does that, look like <laughs> that does not look like Trump. No. Right, so now, I, I, I can understand why people don't think the Rune Carver is the yeah. Primus. I'm not saying they're wrong um, because they've got a valid point. Yeah, yeah. Number of fingers is a big deal. Um, but I think you're right. I think it's the same person, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, th that's what this speculation is all about. You know, at this point, none of us have any right or wrong answers. We have educated guesses and we have outlandish guesses and, and all the stuff in between. Yeah. But if you, it, for the five keys thing, he said he needed three more. Which would, he did, yeah. Which would indicate to me... Like, so I thought, right, five keys, well, it's four covenants and the Arbiter. But I, if he's yeah. already got, if he's still looking for three, that to me indicates he hasn't got, he either hasn't got one from the Primus or he hasn't got one from Denathrius. So... Because I don't, it, it just doesn't... Here's how, I think that, here's how I think that falls out. Yeah. We know... That the Primus managed to fuck the jailer over somehow, right? It's it's there's a yeah. lot when you go through. You're the first questing in Maldraxxus that you do. Um, it's made pretty clear that the Primus is cunning. He's not just powerful. Oh, yeah, there are, yeah, a, lot yeah. Of, there are yeah. a lot of things that you need to be the Primus, right? Yeah. And one of them is cunning. Yeah. Essentially, I don't know if that's the word they use, but you know what I mean. Um, we have the blade that we carry around for that entire zone. Yeah, which is constantly referred to as a key. Constantly. But, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's the key. I'm not. I'm not saying that we carried around what the jailer's looking for for a whole zone. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that he is canny enough and clever enough to get something under people and to get something past people. And so there is a reason the jailer is. If you assume the rune carver is the promise, mm. right? For a second, let's just assume that that's 100% a fact, right? We know that the jailer is rooting through the rune carver's memories. Yes. We know we know that. And he's looking for something specific, right? He's probably looking for his key. Makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. Yeah. At some point, maybe the jailer finds a finds a memory that says, <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I did with that key? I um I hid it in a sword, or I hid it under the seat of the Primus, or I hid it in a random bush in the middle of Maldraxxus. You know, and that could be the case. The Archon wouldn't hide it because the Archon has a fundamentally different way of looking at things to the Primus. The promise thinks about cunning. The promise thinks about power. The promise thinks about war and all the things you need to think about, which includes statecraft and siegecraft, right? The arbiter doesn't, not the arbiter, the, 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 um, who did the archon? The archon doesn't have to think about any of that shit. The archon thinks about the path and the purpose and everything's fine and dandy and everything will work there's, out the way it's supposed to work out. There's a, good. there's a, there's a funny thing though there because in the afterlife cinematic, Draca is referred to as the key to saving Maldraxxus. There's that too. Isn't and honestly, but isn't it Draca? I could be wrong, and I'm I'm I've I've only played through Maldraxxus a couple of times. Is it Draca who gives us the sword? No, we have we um go up and see the we go to this stone. Oh, the, the lava bullshit. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, basically the, the sword in yeah. the stone story, and you pull it out, and then you take yeah. it to the the. But, the, but then Draca, Draca is the one who sends us on that whole. Thing yeah, then we get story. sent out. Which yeah. is why when you said the sword was the key, I thought, well, the sword's the key to opening the seat of the Primus. True. But, and it could be the case that it's the key to more than one thing. It, it yeah, it's also, possible. It could also be the case that we need the key to open the seat of the Primus because the seat of the Primus had the message from the Primus, which gets everyone together 
to do the Captain Planet bullshit that might be enough to actually find where the Primus stashed the real key. Could be. Yeah, I mean, with the thing is, we've gone round, as you go through the Maldraxian Covenant campaign, you also pick up his mantle, his other various other bits of armour yeah. for the that go on the Primus's statue. Um, mm -hmm. So if he was sending us off to do that, I don't understand why he wouldn't... Um... Well, I don't think he's sending us off. I don't think he knows we're going to be a thing. I think his plan... Mm -hmm would be, look, the jailer's coming for me. I'm not going to be the guy who just keeps my key on me. I'm going to stash my key, and the right people who are powerful enough or cunning enough or strong enough, and failing, we'll that, the other, and failing that, the other eternal ones working together, will find it. Mm. It, it, it makes me think of, like, um, there, there was a, a Justice League comic that I read once where Batman essentially hid a load of shit, and he hid it. it was, I think it was Kryptonite. In, in the event he ever needed to take out Superman. And he said, I can't be trusted with this decision. Yeah. I'm going to stash it. And to open this kryptonite, this kryptonite weapon thing, you need the handprints of Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, etc. Right? So the whole Justice League needed to decide okay. to take out Superman. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Primus is the kind of guy who thinks of something like that. And again, I'm not saying it's a fact. It's just yeah, it no, seems to me no, like the, the way that guy would think. Yeah. It's interesting. You see, like, going back to the keys, okay, so assuming that the sword, let's say the sword is the key for the Primus, or for Maldraxxus, that gives us... Um, it means that he's got Denathrius's, probably, and he's now got the Archons. So the three that he needs would be... Um, Maldraxxus. Yeah, in that, in that instance, he would still need to go and get three, yes, because yeah. he'd need Maldraxxus, Winterqueen, yeah. and, Winter and Arbiter. The Arbiter. Now, I think the Arbiter, there's a lot of theories about the Arbiter, aren't there? And a hell of a lot of people think that the Arbiter is a construct rather than an eternal one. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because if you look at the way she's built, right, I, I think see. she's a construct. I have another theory about her. But my, my idea with it being a construct flows from this. If she's a construct, there is a real possibility that all of those guys and girls in Bastion who are essentially not worshipping, I don't know, serving the Arbiter, you know, the, the hand of the Arbiter, the voice of the Arbiter, the... Oh, the guys in Oribos. The, the, the low-hanging testicles of the Arbiter, you know, the people who are... <laughs> um, those guys, right? I reckon that they are essentially... Have you both seen Toy Story? Yes. The claw... You know, the little green dude. Oh. The little green dude who worships the fucking inanimate claw. Right? Yep, yep. <laughs> That's what these guys are. They are essentially there to serve this fucking construct that they probably don't even know is a construct. But I'll tell you who does know it's a construct, the brokers. Because that's the kind of slimy shit they do, right? Now, I reckon the brokers will have half-inched, and that's, for those Americans listening, that's Cockney rhyming slang for pinched, which means stolen. I think the brokers absolutely stole the key from the Arbiter. I don't know oh. what they think it is, but I don't think they know it's what it is. I Great think they hell. stole it because it's shiny. <laughs> You're taking notes. I am. Um, I think the brokers stole it because it's shiny and because it looks precious and because they collect shit. That's what they do, right? And I think they stashed it in Corthia. Corthia being the new mega dungeon we're getting that's all broker-themed. And Corthia being the zone... 
the jailer. Megadodon. And that being the zone that the jailer is now pulling into the moor. Right. Okay, two things. Huh. <laughs> two things. Something that Glyco said in the chat about the jailer has a huge hole in his chest and so does the arbiter. The yeah. arbiter had that whole orb held in situ by something. Now, I have a theory about those orbs. And <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> um, there are there now. Take this with a, a very good dose of Demi coming from a Death Knight law perspective and a very heavy Mograin family perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but the Ashbringer, there was a black orb that Alexandros Mograin picked up, and it basically killed his hand. <laughs> that no amount of light could heal. Um, and then he took it to one of the Bronzebeards and they turned it, they forged it into, uh, he basically poured his feelings into it and it became an orb of light. So, I mean, that's a very short version of the story. Yeah, I'm with you. So It fixed his hand. And then, yeah. And then it fixed, did fix his hand, yeah. yeah. Now, yep. the Arbiter still has an yes, orb. Yes, I helped. <laughs> The Arbiter still has an orb in her chest. The Jailer has an empty space where a suspicious black orb could quite easily have sat. And we know that the Jailer can get things out of the Shadowlands, like a Helm of Domination and a Frostmourne. So what's to say... Or like that, a big stinky black orb. Or yeah. like a big stinky black orb. But that was BDP. It's been around that long. That was BDP. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Before Dark Portal. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. so Wow, okay. It came through. Wow. He, he gave it to orcs in... No, it wasn't BDP because he got it from an orc warlock. They had to go through it to get it. Except That's right. Mograine... Right. Sorry, I just want to say BDP. <laughs> Mograine, got it Mograine got it from an orc who brought it from Draenor. Uh, that, yeah, that makes sense. I knew that he had it for a long time before yeah. it surfaced in the main yeah. story. Yeah. He was keep he kept it in a bag in his house and told the kids not to play with it, which was stupid. Yeah. Um, and then it and then it was forced into Ashbringer around the time the Lich King started being yes. a thing, right? Yeah. yeah, and that yeah, because then it became the exactly. weapon to strike yeah. down yeah. Scourge, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. I think didn't he think I, I need to I've only just reread Ashbringer, I should pay more attention, but like he realised that it had killed his hand, basically, so maybe yeah. it could kill these other dead things. Um, and yeah, like Glyco saying in chat, we know that the jailer has been pulling strings for a very, very, very long time um, because of the dreadlords. Um, now, there's something, there's something about that, and I just want to get this in there before I forget. Yeah. This isn't one of my theories. This is Ali, um, but I completely, I completely agree that she's right. Not, not that, that this has happened, but that it's worth thinking about, right? Um, so my theory was essentially what um, Glyco's just said, which is that. Um, everything that's been going on with the Dreadlords has been Jailer orchestrated, right? Yes. That, that was my theory, because I thought that just made a lot of sense. Ali said, um, what if Denathrius is essentially just the Dreadlord spy, albeit the boss, albeit the top mm -hmm. guy, but essentially the Dreadlord spy in the realm of death? So that would mean that the Dreadlords are not of death and the Dreadlords oh. are not all working for the Jailer and it's not the Jailer's plan, it's Denathrius's fucking plan. And we just happen to have nipped that in the bird by stopping him in Castle Nathria. In which case, we can't assume that anything the Dreadlords are doing 
is for the jailer's benefit. It's for their own benefit. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I'm not saying it's a fact. And I, I actually still on the balance of probabilities think that the dreadlords are probably death oriented now. I think we're at their kind of, not quite their end game, but I think we're starting to see what's going on. But Ali mentioned that in, in Discord once, and it made a lot of sense to me. And I've been thinking about it ever since. It is possible that we're doing the same thing we always did. We saw dreadlords being fell and thought, okay, dreadlords are fell. Mm. And now we see dreadlords being death and we think, okay, dreadlords are death. And actually, maybe not. Maybe dreadlords are something completely fucking different. <laughs> see, I, I, have, I have a theory that we'll see a dreadlord in the Sanctum of Domination as a raid boss. Oh yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I think there will, and, and I, 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 I have the, this theory that I talked about the other day that I think Varimathras is quite a likely candidate because of his uh, attachment to Sylvanas. Um, so I think he, there's a chance we'd see him. A lot of people are saying that's where we'll see yeah, Arthas. It, it can't be Melganus, I, right? Could be. You know, because Arthas was chasing him a bit. You know, originally. Yeah. I would love to see, and I, I mean, don't think this is going to happen, but I would love to see a moment where Morganus and Arthas are chained up in the same fucking dungeon. Ooh. Just like opposite oh. each other. Opposite each other, you know, spread eagles with the, with the, the chains. Well, just giving each other shit. I'm I would love that. I'm sure Jer when Jeremy Feasel talked about it, I'm sure he said that the Sanctum of Domination was his personal torture chamber where he has the people he's most disappointed in. Which does, to me, lead you to think Arthas is there. That I mean, I, I, Al Arthas, I, I Arthas and Malganis torturing, faced off against each other. That's ideal torture for both of them. And my first, well, my first thought there was, why would the jailer be disappointed in Malganis? Malganis did his job. Malganis did his nah. job perfectly. Malganis got Arthas on the chair. Didn't yeah, that's true. You know, Malganis did a perfect job. That's true. Now that doesn't mean that Malganis won't be there because he could be the one torturing Arthas. That's yeah. no reason that could yeah. be the case. Ooh. However. Yeah. What I, the one thing that I didn't think was likely, and I know this wasn't your theory, it was something you were passing on that someone else had mentioned, but the idea of Garrosh being there, I don't think that will happen. And yeah. the reason I don't think that is because we've already seen him. He's in Revendress being tortured. I don't see why and, and at what point they would have shipped him to the moor. But that's why what, I don't... What the reason would have been. That's why I wonder why we haven't yeah, seen him, though. Well, why? I think we will see him in a future content patch. We haven't seen the whole of Revendress, just like we haven't seen the whole of Bastion. Like there mm. are gonna be there are gonna be towers that we haven't seen, there are gonna be caves that we haven't seen. There's gonna be a moment where you know what is currently just a cliff face is gonna have a dungeon entrance chiseled into it in a couple of patches. Oh well there's islands yeah. floating off um if yeah, you stand so in Maldraxxus, you can see floating islands. Yeah. They look like the fucking yeah. um legion ships. And also, but they're flying there's, no, there off and there. also there's nothing to say that we've seen the whole castle Nathria yet either. No, that's true. We've seen the raid, sure. But yeah. look at look at ICC. ICC's a raid, but within the same physical building, you have yeah. two dungeons, right? Two, yeah. three dungeons? Three dungeons. Three dungeons. Yeah. What's to say that we won't have dungeons in Castle Nathria, in addition to what we've already seen? I see no reason why we can't do that. Um, or even just an instance, you know, there's no reason we can't have a scenario where we go into one of the rooms from the raid and there's Garrosh strung up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So It would be a bit of a um, letdown to have had him in the afterlife's short and then not have him anywhere in the game at all oh we'll see garrosh and we'll yeah. see Arthur. it's yeah. just a case of when and where but i, I will be shocked if garrosh is in the moor because the only reason to do that at this point would be to fuck with sylvanas and i don't know why the jailer would do yes. that well that's that was the other thing that i thought would be quite interesting if he did turn up in the sanctum of domination raid and 
and he's there with Sylvanas, you know, how does she feel about that? Mm. I mean, God knows. I mean, how does she feel about Arthur's being there? You know, I mean, we so we now know that we are going to face off against Sylvanas in mm -hmm. Sanctum of Domination. It's likely that she will be the end boss of that raid. Um, in fact, we know she'll be the end boss. That's been confirmed. Oh yeah. So I'm getting in, I'm getting back into reading. <laughs> Bricko's gonna jump straight back in just for nine point one to go and kill Sylvanas and then go back to classic. <laughs> yep. But my, so my hypothesis... Sounds easy, huh? <laughs> yeah. My hypothesis is that we won't kill her because she will say something along the lines of, you need me to free the little lion. But you think we will kill her? I think we'll kill her. And I think there's, there's, there's reasons for that. But one thing I want to say first is just on the topic of who's going to be in there with her. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I know we've seen a little bit of what people are referring to as remorse on Sylvanas' face in that cinematic, and I can see why people are saying that. I think what we've had from her so far is actually more of a, to steal a line from her in one of the other cinematics, it's a momentary flicker, you know, she, she's, there is remorse there, but I don't think it's big enough for her to change, you know, she's, she's corrupted Anduin at the end of the day. She had that moment to make that choice and she made it. Now, I think what's going to really fuck with her head is when we find out where Nathanos is. Because we know he's dead. We know Tyrande killed him. We know that sends him to the moor, right? Can't yeah. see why it would send him anywhere else. Now, he was under the impression that we would be sending him straight to his lady. Why? What makes him special? Nothing makes him special. He's a dead dude. He just goes... <laughs> Like this, it's a into the moor. He just goes into the moor and becomes a tortured soul. End of. He's not going to get a special VIP card where he gets to go and sit next to Sylvanas on a throne. He's not going to get to go and, like, I don't know, simp for Sylvanas. That's not what his afterlife <laughs> is going to be. His afterlife is going to be torture like everybody else in the moor. And I reckon at some point Sylvanas will find that out. And I don't think she'll be best pleased. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in the Sanctum of Domination. I don't think she gives two shits about him, to be honest. <laughs> I think she does. Look at the um, the cinematic in the Twisting Corridors. The one I don't where think she's she talking says, about him. I don't necessarily think she was either, but she could have been. She and let's be honest, the yeah. most straightforward thing is that she is. I, I, wow. I think it probably goes elsewhere. But the most straightforward thing is that she was talking about Nathanos. We've I, been led all along to believe, you know, Banshee's champion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, I've, I, I, so after we'd spoken, I went, I reread Edge of Night, but I also went back and looked at the Three Sisters comic, because I, and for me, that comic, and some, a couple of other things that I've read, so in, um, Before the Storm, you get the story of, you get, you get a really, you get Sylvanas' point of view, basically, in Before the Storm. Um, and it's really quite insightful. But in the Three Sisters comic, they are battling their way back to Windrun Aspire, the three of them, Illyria, Verisa, and Sylvanas. Um, and first of all, can I just say, Verisa is a fucking wet lettuce in that comic. Oh, my God. What do you mean in that comic? She's a fucking oh, wet lettuce. Oh, yeah, she's just so annoying. And, oh, uh, oh, uh, anyway... Um, I just got war crimes. 
People love that book, Bricko. It's amazing, yeah. but for Risa, there's a wet lettuce throughout. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but <sighs> so they they in the comic they're battling their way to Windrunners by they're clearing out the skirts to get back to their family seat, and they play a game of two truths and a lie, and one of the things that Sylvanas says is sometimes I miss being alive. Um, and there's something else that she says. And the third one is, I will never betray you. I will never betray my sisters. Then they end, they finish at Windrun Spire and the, the Illyria and Verisa leave. And um, Dark Rangers approach Sylvanas and say, we never saw your signal. And Sylvanas says, no, the time wasn't right. You know, but in the end, they will all serve me. They will all serve death. So her lie yeah. was that she would never betray her sisters. So the truth is that she sometimes misses being alive, which I think uh, yeah, yeah. is Agreed. that's far, far more important and powerful to her story. And I do believe that she, you know, when she's saying we don't even get to choose who we, she's talking about her sisters and her family. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I haven't seen that interpretation before. Nah. Um, I, I completely buy it. The two truths and a lie thing gets me because, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, I won't betray my sisters became a truth because she didn't. You know, they. She didn't. But at that point, she that. was. At that point, she. She was considering. Yeah. It and, and would she, honestly, bearing in mind what we know about her in a monologue from things like Before the Storm yeah. and War Crimes, right? Do we believe that she would consider killing and raising as undead her sisters? Would she consider that betrayal? Well, she, I'm not sure she would at this she point. She wouldn't consider it betrayal. Um, I know they would. I don't think she well, would. Well, they would because they. she's asked them before. And yeah, she yeah, said yeah. No, but I don't know whether no. she would consider it a betrayal, no, especially knowing not. what she knows, right. knowing that um, you know the, everyone's going to the moor who dies and, and all that. And she couldn't she go through with it. Up. Um, she had the chance and she couldn't go through with it. So what does that mean? Uh, yeah, is I honestly I don't know, and I think that's a really good thing. One of the things that I thought, and I I have to say I'm going to throw this theory in the bin, but I'm going to throw it out there to see what you think of it anyway. Okay. I thought this was a real possibility until Shadowlands started. Yeah. I always kind of had a feeling Sylvanas had something going for Varian. Oh, she definitely respected at, him. When you look at the Broken Shore intro thing, yeah, the, the, the instance, the scenario, the two of them are out and out flirting for the whole thing. They really are. It is full on bullshit anime protagonist flirting oh. for the no. entire film. Yep. Honestly, I never paid attention. Do yourself a favour and replay it and see what you think. I'm not I'm not saying it's a cast iron thing. I actually believe this theory goes in the bin because I think it's now gone. But up until Shadowlands well, those sisters do like humans. They do. That's a thing. They like and she likes dead humans. Oh yeah. stop it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure whether she likes. I'm not sure whether she likes clouds of fell, which might be what Varian is now. Um, but, oh God, that's still sad. But, but honestly, I I genuinely thought there was a real possibility that Varian would be in the moor because yeah, that's where dead people are, and or somewhere else because you know he did die before um, Ysera, and Ysera made it to Ardenweald. 
Um, but I, I genuinely thought there was a possible. I thought there was a possibility that we were going to see some sort of continuation of a storyline involving Varian and Sylvanas. And I actually thought, right up until the Twisting Corridors um, cinematic, right up until that, and maybe even for a few minutes after I watched that, I genuinely thought that there was a possibility that what, what Sylvanas was talking about was the fact that she had a thing for Varian. Because if you think about it, her position as a Forsaken meant if she wanted to love Varian, tough shit, she couldn't. She's undead. But she's you know, like... Varian probably wouldn't have been into that. And then he died and disappeared. And then... She's there with a fucking mourn blade to the throat of his son. You know, I can understand how that could fuck with her head enough to get that reaction. You know, the you can't even choose who we. It kind of made sense for a minute. It feels yeah. Then I it, thought about it more, and it feels like a stretch now. It feels like so a big see, stretch because yeah. they've, ne they've never know. met. Yeah, knowing now what I know. Yeah, yep, yep. and they they would never um, have they never met before he was king. I don't think. No, but they met a hell of a lot after that. Yeah, I think she respected him. Yeah, I think she, she respected him, and she respected his martial prowess. Yes, and she respected the way he looked after his people. And I, I think yeah. she also respected the fact that, well, a he took no shit from Garrosh, but also yeah, that, that um, he, I, I think there may have been something about Valera in there as well because he's got a mm. basically he's got a blood elf spy. As one of his besties, who he trusts, who yeah, he, when no one else yeah, would, yeah. yeah. So I think that it, might... shows that it shows that he would have been open to considering yep. a friendship, perhaps. Yeah, uh, and I completely agree with what Glyco says in the chat. Varian never loved Owen except Tiffin. I'm not yeah. saying it would have been reciprocated at all, at all. I'm not even considering the possibility that Varian would have loved her back. No, no. But he would have been open to an alliance at some point, I believe. <laughs> alliance, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, um, yeah. I mean. Uh, uh. Well, from the alliance side, she's what got him killed. But not from her side. Not yeah, not. She, I understand, but that's why, and that's why that's such a great yeah, freaking. Yeah, uh, and it was, it was, it was superbly done. Superbly. You got to play them both, yeah. But I was so mad, and that that didn't help my hatred of her at all. I, you know, no, of course not. And I, you know, I watched that cinematic and cried my eyes out because to me that was my, you know, mm -hmm. as a yeah as a person who's played humans so boring um you know virion was the king that i knew in the game basic um just just, basic. Just, I'm such a basic bitch my my character's king <laughs> was Terranus. you know Terranus was their was their king and i personally never obviously saw that death um but for me seeing virion die was horrific and yes i did blame sylvanas until i watched it from the other side and then went oh Shit, Blizzard. It's all perspective. Yeah, Plain which is why with the Anduin cinematic, I knew I had a very strong reaction to start oh. with, and then I was like, well, I'm only seeing one side here, aren't I? And I know that Blizzard holds stuff back because they want to tease us, and that's exactly what they're doing. So, Am I supposed to feel better because he seems to be a puppet? Is that uh, yes. supposed to make me feel well, better? I, I do. Yeah. I do feel better knowing he's a puppet. Because yeah. I don't yeah. know... If I feel better because of that, I like to think that that kid was so pure. Look, I know goody two shoes and doing blah blah blah, baby king, whatever, or baby lion. I get that, but when you're a priesty, just good person and you care, that shit shouldn't happen to you. It is, you know, I don't the, know. The thing with that is, and I'm with you, I'm with you, Brick, I'm with you, and I get it. The thing for me is that the reason I feel better about him being a puppet 
is that it means he hasn't turned. You know, if he if he seemed True. to be completely in control of his actions here, it wouldn't mean that Anduin had become a dickhead overnight because that's not going to happen. That's not who he is. What it would mean was that his self-control had been completely coerced and that he was now essentially a, a zombie or something. You know, I, I don't know what the right word would even be in in a wow context. Yeah. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a death knight because a death knight is still. Well, I suppose it would. It'd be the the original connotation of a scourge death knight, wouldn't it? Where you're completely controlled. Urgent, yeah. yeah. But but yeah. the difference is, he doesn't seem but, to be controlled via some sort of magic in his head. He seems because the helm of domination isn't intact. He seems to be controlled by the armor. You see the runes glow. Yes, yeah, the runes. Oh. Oh. Am I losing both of you or just one of you? No. Still here. No, you still there. Right. It, it just stalled out for a minute. That's fine. Oh, by the way, the, the video on the on the Twitch is froze on my end. The the scroll is still going, but the video's been froze for a few minutes. Oh, it it's okay for me. It's for me. I can still see you okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um anyway. Okay. Um cool. but yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, he changed it's, into Arthas at the end. Yeah. And that's what but I don't when, understand. Why does he gotta oh, have the white hair? When you watch the moment where he he sort of seems to come back to himself for a second and then goes back to kind of evil Anduin, right? The runes on the armor glow. Yes. I don't believe that he is under control. I believe that the armor is. Uh, obviously, his hair's turned white and it's obviously affecting him in some way. But I think if you got him out of that armor, he'd probably be okay. Um, get him out of the armor, get him away oh. from the sword. Maybe kick the jailer in the balls to lose his concentration or something like that. You know? <laughs> is that is that why Sylvanas looked at him so weird at the end? Yes. Because it he didn't be, give yeah. up hope. I mean, she like, forced she going, him. Oh, shit, what have I done? Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's, shit, looking, what have she's I done? looking at him thinking, this is a guy who could have been so an ally. So now she's starting me. to figure out that she's and, not yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. But this is the other thing oh, that um, Geico's just mentioned. You know, the same could have been said about <laughs> Arthas and Frostmourne, that Arthas wasn't in control because Frostmourne was in control of him and that these ruined artifacts have control of the people that wield them. He did he called he called Stratholm before he got the sword. Well he was already on a he was already on a questionable path but uh, something that Glyco said uh, earlier as well about um Bolvar being the jailer's one of the jailer's biggest disappointments and it's have you noticed they're all light wielders? Because he couldn't own him, right? He couldn't own him. They're all light wielders. He need the jailer needs the light for something. One hundred percent, he needs the light. So much to unpack. I'm after Bricko, dude. There is so much to unpack from that. Yeah. Going back to what you said earlier about the Ashbringer, for example, right? This might be why the jailer knows he needs a light a light wielder. If the Ooh. if the orb comes from the jailer, and it essentially frazzled everyone who touched it until a light wielder took hold of it and did some light shit. Yeah. Right? I reckon that is what made him realize. Paladin. Hang on a minute. Pallies can do cool shit, right? And you've got that. You've got the fact that obviously Arthas was a pally as well. Yeah. Right? And now you can sort of look at what's happened in Torghast and in the Moor entrance scenario and whatever happened before that as the jailer essentially testing these people. It's like he said to Sylvanas, bring me the most worthy people who might have a chance of being badass enough to do the shit I need them to do. And she's brought a load of them, right? And I reckon what's happened there is look at the end of the more intro scenario where Anduin throws up the bubble. Yeah. Right? 
and the jailer's eyes go. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah. like this he good. This that, yeah. 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 yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, and that's straight after he's thrown mm -hmm. Bane off a fucking cliff. He's oh, already bro. decided. He's decided Bane isn't good enough. He's made his mind up about that. He hadn't made his mind up yet about Thrall and Jaina, right? And then he just kidnaps all of them because fuck yeah. it, why wouldn't you? We left them there to die in the moor. You know, we went, we hopped through a door and left them all there at his mercy. Of course, he's going to lock them all up. Um, but I think he tested every single one of them. Oh, yeah. 100%. And the only one who wasn't found wanting was Andrew. He yeah, he definitely tested them. But there's, there, there is a... Um, there's a there's an Ilganoth whisper. The light has struck a bargain with the enemy of all. Which just made me think, well, that's why the jailer is after somebody with light. He needs somebody with that power. He's gone after Arthas. He's, he, he, then, he didn't go after Bolvar, but he couldn't break Bolvar. Then he's gone after Anduin. So then... Um, and he's... So then he would know that the light can be good or bad, right? It... it can go both ways. Well, well it can yeah, be turned we know that. void, can't it? Well, but also you can be a light. You know, like it gets you pulled. Dick, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. You could be a blood pack. You what? Where the the blood, blood elves yeah. were blood, blood knights to start with, weren't they? Yeah. When they enslaved Denari. Yep, yep. Um, Lady Liadrin. Yeah. There's also with all of that. There's. Um, uh, the Ilganoth whisper about the light and the enemy of all and all of that, right? Yeah. This is what got me onto the thing that I mentioned earlier, what Ali said about the Dreadlords potentially not being death-aligned. Yeah. Because I said, I said, if the light has struck a bargain with the enemy of all and the enemy of all is death or the jailer or whatever, right, why is the light attacking Revendreth, which is ruled by Denathrius, who is the jailer's puppet, essentially? Yeah, well... Uh, and that, and that, was, that was when Ali said, well, hang on a minute, you know, Maybe the jailer and Sir Denathrius are not on all fours after all, and that's why the light have pissed off with Denathrius. You know that the, the Denathrius and the jailer are not necessarily the same thing in terms of allegiance, in terms of how the light feels about them. No, well, Denath you know, Denathrius could have a completely different game plan that we don't even know about. Yeah, you know, he's trapped he's still in a sword. sword. He's not dead. You know, yeah. he's not forty chess. Absolutely. Mm, yeah, Louis. Louis saying surely our best bet is to kill Anduin because he's the weak link in everything. I I would I would argue that there there is an argument that he is weak in that he. So I that was the other thing I was going to say about the the Lich Kings sort of thing. Arthas. There was always this argument that Arthas wasn't completely in control of himself, and I think that we we know that some of that has been borne out. Yes, he took some shitty decisions before he got to that point, but I think we can now say that's been borne out. And he, but he was not strong enough to hold the jailer off. And nor was Nozul. Nor was Nozul. Who was also a very powerful person in his own yeah. right. Yeah, and Nozul was put in there by the, the by Kill Jaden. So Kill Kill Jaden's obviously. Uh, was corrupted by Sargeras, a member of the Burning Legion, but he was put on the Frozen Throne uh, by the Burning Legion, which is then, the Frozen Throne is then a, uh, essentially a, a, a very, it's, it's in a place of a very thin veil between the two realms, basically, between the two planes of existence, the Shadowlands yeah. and Azeroth. Nozul's on there, he's not, um, he doesn't want to be a puppet of the Burning Legion, um, and he calls to Ar he brings Arthas up as a puppet for him, 
thinking he'll break out from the Burning Legion. But obviously he's being used by the jailer at that time, I think, personally, without uh, uh, knowing it, possibly. Um, so then Arthur's, is, Arthur's then becomes Lich King and is, can't really help hold off the jailer, despite what we think he may have tried to do, can't really hold off the jailer. Anduin now cannot hold off the jailer, has a brief moment of coming to himself, uh, probably I think because he is horrified by what has happened, it then bring, you know, powerful emotions bring you out of yourself. So I think he had a very strong reaction to stabbing the Archon um, and that helped lift him out of that. But he hasn't been able to, you know, really he's not fight, able to fight against the Jailer. The only one that was able to fight against the Jailer was Bolvar and that's why he's the jail, one of the Jailer's biggest disappointments because he just didn't cave to him. Even when he was in the chains in Oribos, yeah. poor man, um, he still fought it off. There's two, there's two things there, though. One is Anduin and whether he can fight it off or not. And part of that, I think, comes from the fact that he's not wearing a helm. You look, you look at yeah. Arthur, you look at Bolvar, they were both wearing the Helm of Domination. I've got no doubt that that helm, part of its power, in fact, a big chunk of its power, is that the Jailer can dominate you when you're wearing it. You know, we, the whispers that Bolvar's been feeling, yeah. the presence that Bolvar's been feeling, comes from the helm. It's not coming from anything else it's coming from the helm of domination now anduin's not wearing any such fucking thing so of course he can break out every now and then he's not under complete control i absolutely reckon that at some point in 9.1 we will see the jailer reclaim the helm of domination i think, he, I think he will i think he will reforge it into the weird yes. helmet that anduin's wearing in the concept armor and i think that at that point anduin will then be under full control of the jailer no chance of snapping out whatsoever until we fight him at some point and knock his fucking helmet off. That's what I think is going to happen. But now he's got to take it back to the rune carver, right? Well, that's just what I was going to gonna say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So why would he help the jailer? He's been doing it so far. Why wouldn't he do it again? The rune carver doesn't really have rocks. any say, does he? Yeah, I mean, look at look, he managed to make, um, what are they call it, Kingsmorn, which is such a shit name. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Shalomorn. Yeah. Shalomorn's better. I, I, it is Shalomorn, Shalomorn, but they're calling it Kingsmorn. And um, yeah. that's the official name. And uh, yeah, Kingsmorn was made by the Runecarver, wasn't it? So I don't think the Runecarver's got a choice. I think he does as he's told. Gotcha. If we bring him stuff, he has to do it. Whoever that may be. Seems that way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that, that was one side of it. The other side of it was the fact that Bolvar being able to hold off um, the jailer or the presence or whatever you want to call it, I don't think has anything to do with Bolvar as a person. If, if you think that it, it's the force, really? of, yeah, it's the force of death essentially, isn't it? That he's fighting against, and he has been burnt to shit by Alex Straza's dragonflight, which is the flames of life. Yeah, he's got the flames of life burning inside him, which is why he can fight off yeah. the power of death. It just makes sense. Right. And why he's in constant torture? Yeah, it's nothing to do with Bolvar being special. It's to do with the fact that he's had the, the fiery breath. Yeah. But he like, still but he still was. Oh yeah, he still is he's still a badass, don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> if, if, I'm not being funny. If it happened to me, I'd just have been no. burnt to a crisp and that'd be it. Right? right? Obviously he's a badass with a lot of intestinal fortitude. But right. the reason he has survived and been able to fight back against the the Lich King or the Scourge or the Jailer or whatever you want to call it, is because of the fires of Alex Strauss's brood. 
That's why that's happened. Um, and honestly, I, I reckon that we're going to see some sort of interplay with the forces of life at some point to take back what's going on against the forces of death. It just makes sense. There needs to be some sort of involvement from the life pantheon to have any fucking chance of dealing That's with where Elune is. Elune's part of the life pantheon. That's what I think. Oh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, I'll tell and you I think they, I think they, the life and death pantheons can still, they can still be related. They're just on opposite sides. Being oh, yeah, part of the death pantheon doesn't mean you're evil. Well, look at who's in Ardenweald at the moment. Ardenweald is connected to the Emerald Dream, yeah. which is life. It's also connected to Thross, which is absolutely a realm of blight and death. You know, it, these two things are two sides of the same coin. They're not yeah. too far removed from each other. Um, do you know what we haven't talked about at all? The actual idea of why I think that the three deaths relates to Sylvanas. Oh, yes. Quick. Well, let, let's, we let's, make, let's make this our concluding point because we're, we're pushing on for time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I, know, I know this was the point. That yeah, 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 this is what we were like. Oh. So we kind of need to make sure we yeah, do yeah. the point. best for last. Um, so to get this, you need to read Edge of Night. Yeah. Okay? The short story Edge of Night is must read to understand where I'm coming from. That is the short story in which after ICC, Sylvanas, if you ask most people what happened in that story, yeah, if you ask people what happened in that story, they say it's the one where Sylvanas killed herself. Yeah. Right? Yep. She... As far as the story goes, she jumped off the edge of ICC onto some Saranite spikes, woke up in the moor, um, was essentially made a bargain with the Valkyr and came back. That's essentially what yeah. happened in Edge of Night. I read it differently. So when she is about to throw herself off, off ICC, she notes the, notices the Valkyr and the Valkyr notices her. And before she can jump, she finds herself pulled into a memory. It's very specific. It's a memory. And that memory is of herself as she was when she was alive. Mm. It's Ranger General Sylvanas Windrunner. It's not Banshee Queen Sylvanas Windrunner. That memory feels real. It, they make a real point in the story of saying that she can feel the warmth. She can yeah. feel what the, the joy. She's, not, she's oh. not just imagining or thinking. She feels it. It's like it's happening, right? I need to read this. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that's the thing. She then... According to the text of the story, she basically breaks away from that and jumps off the edge, right? After, I'm not sure if there's one memory or two, but she has, she has memories and then throws herself off the edge. And it specifically says that her body bursts against the Serenite spikes, right? There's then a couple of interlude. There's an interlude chapter talking about what's going on with the Forsaken. Then it goes back to her, essentially, in what we now know to be the Moor. And she has a chat with the Valkyr. She makes a bargain with the Valkyr who say one of them will stay behind for her, the rest will go with her, and she will be immortal until they all die. Right? That's basically the bargain that they make. She agrees to the bargain and wakes up on the floor by ICC with her body completely whole. Right? I don't think she ever jumped off ICC. I think the whole thing was a memory slash matrix bullshit reality warping crap and I think the Jailer fucked with her head. I think the Jailer or the Valkyr or a combination of the two, because the Valkyr are basically the Morsworn, right? I honestly think that that's what happened. I think they fucked with her head. I don't think she ever jumped. I don't think she ever killed herself. I think they just made her think that she did. I think they convinced her that she was going to the Moor and that there was an eternity of heartbreak and horror ahead of her. 
Yeah, I don't think she took a single fucking step after that memory started. Now, the reason I think that is that memories are such a big thing in this expansion. Mm. We've got the rune carver's memories, which we know the jailer is pulling out and manipulating and using to try and find things. We know that he can do that, right? We know that there's an upcoming memory called the memory of the Wrathgate. So that means it's not just the rune carver's memories we're going to see. There are other people's memories that are going to be important and are going to be seen in Shadowlands. It's going to happen. My memories on the Wrathgate won't be in either Bolvar or Arthas, personally. Right? Yeah. Because they were both there and they're both important people to the jailer. I genuinely think we are going to see more memories. And I think at some point it's going to be a memory of the Ranger General or something like that. And I think we're going to find out what really happened in Edge of Night. And I don't think she ever killed herself, which means she's only died twice. Once as a human, once to Godfrey. She did not die at ICC. She will die in the raid, in the moor. Three deaths, ushers in so, our coming. So that way, that way I like, because then I can like her again. A little. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but think she'll die. I think she'll yeah. die trying to finally do some good. And and that'll be it. That'll be the end of Sylvanas. There is a side possibility with the memories and the memory of the fact that we know that there is a memory of the Ranger General that the Jailer has already accessed, if I'm right about this whole theory, right? Blizzard have said explicitly in the Q&A that the fight against Sylvanas will be epic and that it will involve all versions of Sylvanas, including oh the Ranger General and the Banshee Queen. That, to me, backs up what I'm saying. I think this shit's happening. And wow. we know that when Uther was stabbed with Frostmourne, he split in two. Some people theorise that that was because of his connection to the light and that the light saved him because he prayed for it. I think that's basic bitch shit, and I don't think praying to the light does anything. It's not God. <laughs> the, light, the light isn't God. The light isn't, the light isn't Christian Jesus. That You don't pray to it and have shit happen, right? The Some light people would argue you don't pray to it. Christian Jesus and get shit up. You know what I mean. You know where I'm coming from. And I reckon that it's as simple as this. That's how Frostmourne works. And I reckon half of Uther went into Bastion, half of Uther went into the sword. That's what happened. I think the same thing happened to Sylvanas, and I think the Ranger General is still out there somewhere. And I think it is possible that we just kill Sylvanas and she's gone. I also think it's possible that we kill part of Sylvanas and that we end up with fucking high elven ranger general Sylvanas who never burned Teldrassil as a quest giver, helper, assistant, leader going forward. No! No! Actually, I wouldn't mind that as much. She was badass when she was a ranger. No. She was badass, but then she went, you know, no. It's No! I don't... (laughs) I, that's the only outcome that I don't mind. I'd just okay. assume kill her and, and whatever yeah, and be done it with happen. it. It could happen. Yeah. I don't think we will kill her. We went through I, Wad for Christ's sakes. She's not going to die in 9.1. So I, I think she's already had those three deaths. I count that death at the Saronite Spikes as hers as How a real death. the body bursting and then being whole well, again. Yeah, but she's... She, we know that she can turn into purple smoke. What's to say she didn't turn into purple smoke then? Yeah, but I mean, just it's that she body. didn't realize she'd undead done it. Yeah. Take, undead bodies that take serious damage in WoW don't recover it again. Re, it said so before the storm. Yeah. 
Her, bo- her yeah. body should be broken as fuck. She should have needed to do an Thanos. She would have been pushed away. She might. Yeah, but she might. Have been. We don't, she I, been I, get, I get that we don't know how the Valkyrie magic works. I get that. I get that it's possible that they just sure. put her body back together as part of the bargain. It just, it all just seems to fit really nicely for me. Mm. Especially with the memories. Yeah. Especially with the memories, man. Memories are a huge thing in this expansion. Yes. And the fact I, that those memories were mentioned specifically just before it happened. I go with the memories. I, I go with that and I believe that in the fight with, you know, I can see that in the fight it will be the memories of her that we have to fight and maybe will be the scourge and she's fighting us as a high as a ranger general, a high ranger general, I don't know. But I believe that she died she did die. She well, I, I think it's kind of like a bit of a a red herring that her body burst on the Saranite. I don't think that's something we need to focus on. Um, because after that point, that's if, if you go with that Ilganoth whisper that after the three deaths she ushers in their coming, that is when she took, struck that bargain. That is when she took the deal. And that, that, that she started to usher those things in. Now, if you also take into account that um, if... Denath- let's say Denathris and the Dreadlords are tied to the Jada. They've been on this plan for a very, very, very long time. Sylvanas's lifespan is nothing to them. You know, it doesn't matter how long it takes. So when we get into that raid, I think we get her to like 25-30%, something like that, maybe 20%, I don't know. We can't kill her anymore. She says, this is what I said in, on the previous bonus episode, um, she gets to she gets to that point in the house. She says, "You can't kill me because I'm the only one that can help you free the little lion." She ha- then helps us free Anduin. Nine point two is a new hope: the rise of Anduin. <laughs> but <laughs> let's make them. There's nervous. one thing that we haven't considered, and this this somebody else, the guys in chat mentioned this earlier. Um, Taronda's going to kill Sylvanas, not us. When does Tyrande really? kill them? And it might have been Eudricorus that by, that said, I think in the previous in the actual interview show that we did, that by the end of the expansion she'll be dead. Yeah, but I'm not, not in nine point one. one. But that's yeah. partly because I don't necessarily think that that Banshee Sylvanas is all they'll be. I really think mm. there's a possibility that we get the whole bullshit sword splitty thing. It's also entirely possible that we just kill Sylvanas in nine point one. And then 9.2 or 9.3, we find out that we can actually pull good Sylvanas back from fucking Frostborn or whatever. Now, if something like that were to happen, it'd be interesting to see what Tyrande would think about it. And actually, I think the most interesting thing for Tyrande here wouldn't be killing Sylvanas. I think the most interesting resolution for Tyrande would be having to learn to live with a world in which Sylvanas, who comes back, is not the Sylvanas who did those things. Oh, God. And a failure to get closure. I actually think that the most interesting thing that can happen for Tyrande at this point is to not get closure, to not get vengeance, and to be fucked up by it. Oh, I but mean, she's already fucked up. She would just go so far down look the at, Night Warrior path. Yeah, look at what happens in Shadows uh, Rising. In Shadows Rising, she is very fucking clear with Thrall, isn't she? She yeah, says, bring me Sylvanas's head or never try and fucking speak to me again. She also says that vengeance will come for the Horde. And that night elves who have experienced this shit will grow up and will fucking come for you, right? And she is basically saying, if you don't bring me Sylvanas's head during the next expansion, I'm going to come and murder everybody in the Horde. That's basically what she's saying. 
And I honestly, I'm here for it. I don't necessarily <laughs> think I don't necessarily think Toronto will still be part of the alliance at that point. Because no. I don't think Blizz are ready to let go of the alliance. There's going to be a, a yeah. faction split. Blizz, Blizz won't let go of the alliance as the good guys. Yeah. However, that said, no, notice the fact that the Horde are now essentially a democracy. Yes. The alliance are not. Now, at the moment, in the real world, isn't it generally the accepted view in Western fiction that democracy good, non-democracy bad? Because I think it is. And if something were to happen to Anduin and we ended up with light-infused zealot Turalyon on the throat of Stormwind and yeah. a perfectly nice group of democratic individuals in Orgrimmar who are trying to make things better and atone for their misdeeds, boom, Alliance of Bad Guys, man. Yeah, well, we've never, it's, yeah, we've never, we've never been the good guys. It's, it's always been much well, greater. Yeah, we've been the good guys since probably Kata, I think. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I don't buy into that. It's a matter of perspective. From it is a matter of perspective. turned up, the Horde were the bad guys. When they turned up, they were about the bad guys. But I don't. That was because they invaded. But I don't think you can still say they're necessarily oh, okay. all of the bad guys mm. now. Um, no, but no, 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 not since probably the end of BFA. But I think when you look at anything between Garrosh turning up and Sylvanas burning the tree, horde of the bad guys. I think they just mm. have been. I don't think they should be, and I don't think it's very nuanced. But I think it's pretty fair. Well, that's saying that Vol'jin was a bad guy. Vol'jin was fuck all. <laughs> Vol'jin was the war chief for the expansion where we were in another fucking room. Ten minutes. Yeah. Vol'jin wasn't even there. Oh, I love my trolls. I, I like Vol'jin. I, I like Vol'jin yeah. a lot. I love Vol'jin. He, he was a good guy. He was absolutely... This pissed guy. me off. Yep. Yeah. But he never got an expansion, really. He got he got Wad, yeah. which, meh. <laughs> good luck. Oh, dear. Wasn't even there. Well, I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to keep chatting, but I, uh, it, <laughs> I think we're going to have to wrap it up, guys. I'm afraid. Yeah, work in the morning. Yeah. Somebody did say we should have Dracoris on again when this all comes to fruition. Oh so yeah, you we guys can yell at each other. Absolutely. Told you so. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will come back to this. I'm sure we'll still be talking. It'll all be fine. Oh, I'll moderate it. <laughs> Honestly, I do I'll just want to say that as much as you know, I mean, we predicted this. We predicted we weren't going to agree on very much. Oh, um, that's why. That's been, why it's an it interesting. Been, it really has yeah um, and i can't wait to see where it goes honestly what's going to happen is we're both going to be wrong it's going to be Possibly. something completely fucking different yeah somebody uh, somebody said something that about um, there was uh, no. i talked about it on saturday anyway there was a theory that somebody had and i just said it did, it just didn't sit right with me it didn't feel like it was the right thing but i can't remember what it was now but anyway what we, if um, what if sylvanas wipes the raid in 9.1 as an unavoidable mechanic and we wake up in the Shadow Shadowlands. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> On that bombshell, we are going to say goodnight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am going to play some outro music. If you want to find us, you can find the show at thethirdfactionshow.com. You can find Jacoris on at Smiting Titan on Twitter. You know where you, know where you can find me? Oh, for fuck's sake. You know where you can find me and Bricko. Uh, we will now return well, that's you. basic. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, let me finish. Thanks, chat. Love you guys. <laughs> if you want to find us and watch this shambles live every other week, you can find us on twitch.tv, The Third Faction Show. 
um, where you can come and join in with all the people in chat. Um, we will do some more crazy, we might, we will do more law stuff and absolutely uh, when we get a conclusion to 9.1 we will get Dracorus back and we will do more of this. But right now I'm going to say that is the end. We return you to your normal programming and have a goddamn Orgrimmar backgate outro. Why don't you? Mm -hmm.